Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. This is your host, C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am coming to you from Southern California. Hi, this is Stephen G. Fullwood. I am the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project, and I'm coming to you today from a chilly Harlem. Hi, I'm Seth Rodney. I'm the opinions editor at Hyperallergic, and it's uh, managing editor for this Sunday edition. And I'm coming to you from Newburgh, New York, and I'll be 50 years old tomorrow. Happy nearly birthday. Um, <laughs> Happy solo this return. Is to, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Um, and today uh, we're going to start our conversation on uh, knowledge. Uh, what what does it mean to know things? Uh, when we say we know something, uh, when we say we don't know something, uh, when we deny things that are true or things that are true we don't realize so uh, that they're true, uh, lay the groundwork today and then you know, kind of jump in from there. So uh, this got started with a, uh, an essay that uh, Stephen sent around from The New Yorker. Um, Stephen, you want to you know, just kind of gloss the essay for us and, and that'll maybe take us into the conversation? Sure. Let me remember what I said. <laughs> this is um, an article in The New Yorker um, that focuses on how, on well, they use Jeopardy as a way to sort of talk about the way that we get, acquire, think about, retain information. And so the piece itself is called Wikipedia, comma, Jeopardy. I don't know why I'm saying comma. I think it's because I'm actually, I do a lot of um, dictation into my phone and I want to make sure that this <laughs> come out. So it's right, Wikipedia, right. Jeopardy, and the fate of the fact. And it was published on November 16, 2020. And they're sort of thinking, um, sort of um, uh, giving us a provocative question, saying that in an information age, is it necessary to remember anything when so mm -hmm. much of what we think of as knowledge is available to us, it's accessible mm -hmm. to us through our computers and phones? Mm -hmm. um, and so they, they've said uh, quite a few interesting things in this article about, is it still cool to memorize a lot of stuff, is the opening um, sentence. And I feel, I felt when I was reading it that, one, Wikipedia seems to be the success story of the internet pre-monetizing um, pre, uh, the internet. It's a, a space mm. where p it's really developed and created by the people, so to speak, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even though I, I do have questions about that. Um, but, the, um, but it's something that it's regulated um, by other people. If you've ever written a Wikipedia article, you know that you have to cite it. It's not something you can simply put your... As a, as it said in the article, your um, grandmother's cocoa van recipe, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but you know you can read about cocoa van, you know, but it has to be cited. So it's one of those Wikipedia uh, places where you can find information quickly about something and have some sensibility about the veracity of the information, maybe. And I think mm -hmm. Travis and I were talking about it earlier before we started recording that there was a study done where they were looking at scientific articles and looking at articles on Wikipedia and the mistake rate um, was fairly, fairly, either it's four to five in favor of the scientist and Wikipedia or three to four. In compared to Encyclopedia Britannica. Right. 
Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm, I forgot that part. Um, so yeah, information. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> I sent it out to Travis and stuff because I feel like there's something interesting about the idea of having knowledge, or excuse me, having information, but not necessarily having knowledge, right? Mm, not being mm. able to take in and really crunch the information you get and really think about it. That there's mm-hmm. a there's a, a large gap. There's an ocean oceanic gap between having something and utilizing it. And mm. I think that we typically, so I don't know when Voltaire was born or when he died and I can look that up, but I'd like to engage his ideas, which I think is a different mm. sort of um, game to play for sure. Interplay and research sensibility. Mm-hmm. And so I have questions for you guys about how you use information for research, not simply mm. to pay your bills or to get mm-hmm. direction somewhere, but really kind of think about, you know, I really want to, do you go to Wikipedia a lot? to get started or to or do you go try to find what you think of as a reputable source to get your information so before i answer i just want to mention to folks who are listening that the person who wrote the article is louis minand um who's the staff writer for the new yorker um just because we didn't mention that um no 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 it's fine uh uh as far as me using wikipedia so i so just in case we, we uh, listeners don't know, I, I did write a book on museums. It's called uh, titled "The Personalization of the Museum Visit," and I published that last year through Outledge. So mm-hmm. I've uh, and that comes out of the PhD research that I did um, uh, for my degree uh, from University of London. And I, so I, I, you know, I put my time in. I, 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 I even taught a research methodologies course at Parsons for a couple of years. And I have to say that Wikipedia is something that I did not use during all of those processes, like um, for writing the book, for writing the thesis. Uh, generally, what I've done is I, I really, I, I think my research started with conversations with my supervisors. They would say, oh, you need to be reading Bourdieu, or you need to be reading uh, Carol Duncan, or you need to be reading Nick Pryor, whatever. Um, and I and 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 I basically start from from there, and then there's such a thing as a chapter in a in a typical PhD thesis, which is known as the literature review. For the literature review, what you have to do is kind of like comb the relevant literature and say, well, here are the people I'm really going to be looking at in terms of my research because they're the ones who are the most important speakers on this particular topic. Um, and then what I found out after uh, I'd gone through all of that, oh, well, gone through writing the thesis, was that there's this great source of information, which is um, it's very, I'm not really sure about this word, but I'll use it, scholarly, which is the Stanford mm. Encyclopedia of Philosophy. That is a great place to begin research if you're, if you're looking at a, at a philosophical idea. So if you want to know what, you know, Neoplatonic thought is about go to the go to the SCP. Yeah, and I'll just stop there. Yeah, so um, you know, as far as how I use Wikipedia, yeah, I go to Wikipedia all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, did I do I start and end at Wikipedia? Uh, no, definitely mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Although it depends on what it is. You know, if it's um, if I'm looking up uh, a mathematical concept or um, trying to, you know, most recently the 
the thing that I, I went to Wikipedia for that was, you know, more rigorous was like the independent action hypothesis in virology, which obviously is relevant because of all the stuff going on with COVID. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a pretty, I didn't stop there. I found out like, oh, that's what this is. And then, you know, you go and you do research and, and you know, read whatever my, to my technical capacities will allow or time will allow. So mm-hmm. I think Wikipedia is, uh, a remarkable uh, mm-hmm. resource. I'm I'm all for it. You know, in in the interview, you know, uh, in that article, Wales talks about like you know has basically his ideas that by aggregating knowledge, you end up finding. You know, he uses the example of the jelly bean. You know, you have a jar full of jelly beans, and the more you allow people to guess, uh, the more accurate the average becomes, and cor- that correctly corresponds to the number of jelly beans in the jar. So mm-hmm. you get a bunch of opinions together, you get a bunch mm-hmm. of people together, and you actually can sort of crowdsource information. You can crowdsource knowledge. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the underlying uh, this is the underlying idea behind democracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the, mm-hmm. this is this is the wisdom of the republic. That's the idea, right? Mm-hmm. This is what Jefferson believed in. That, um, uh, and this is one reason, probably why someone might i'm not saying that they that, that they necessarily do this is why someone might who is conservative be able to get behind someone like donald trump because they believe that you know mm-hmm. the, the wisdom of the you know leave aside the fact that he didn't actually win the popular vote right so mm-hmm. i mean it becomes it becomes a little bit more complicated than that but the idea that you can get a bunch of people together and average out that their opinions and perspectives and points of view on a particular topic and approximate the truth is an incredibly powerful idea, incredibly powerful. I mean, mm-hmm. and it, it, you know, the thing with the Wikipedia is every, every citation is flat, right? So if right. you cite, you know, you know, Seth had mentioned Bordeaux, you, if you cite Bordeaux in, uh, in a Wikipedia article, it's the same as citing at Megan or something like that. I mean, if the, if that's a legitimate source, if your at Megan happens to have a blog article on the web somewhere that you can cite, so that article in Wikipedia, that citation is is kind of flattened out. So you know, so, sorry, I just want to I just want to make sure I understand this. When you say flattened out, you mean there's no sort of hierarchy of knowledge? Correct. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. that. yeah, yeah, right. That okay. yeah. In some things, I think that that is more and less useful. Right. Yes. So, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to science, I think it's not useful at all. Um, Agreed. I think, you know, unfortunately, when I think it comes when it when it comes to the humanities, I think it might be a little bit more hu- uh, a little bit more useful, not about historical facts, clearly. Right. It's right. Not, that's those are things that take place in a particular time in a particular place. But when it comes to interpreting the actions and motivations behind humans, I would put Harriet Tubman's you know, sort of opinion on behind the motivations of men uh, on higher footing than I would put. Uh, Tommy Larry. Yeah. I mean, any number of vetted expert opinions on the topic, mm. you know, and Harriet Tubman was, you know, from the point of view of, of a credentialed knowledge worker was a nobody. Right. 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 But she had, you know, more wisdom um, in her gnarled finger than, uh, than, you know, probably anyone that you or I are likely to meet. So, 
No, that's that's the kind of the point I wanted to make. I appreciate that because I like the legitimate knowledge, and I wrote down illegitimate knowledge, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, just yeah. to jump on that side of it and yeah. um, to make a you know to to make it make it a little funnier. But I was thinking about <laughs> how um, <laughs> how that leads into how I use Wikipedia. I use it primarily for um, the arts. I don't use it for mm. archival stuff. I don't use it for black queer stuff because they, there's not a lot there mm. in that way. And it says something about who's producing the knowledge and why and, and who's like the sources. So I know you could jump on and do that, right? No, anyone could jump on and do it. I've done a couple pages. And so, but, I, but I remember the first time I put something up and I had like maybe three sources, some guy came on and said, you do not have enough sources and we're going to be vetting this. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to recommend that we schedule this for deletion. I never forgot that. I was like, why would they, why would he do that? <laughs> um, God, but it wasn't enough stuff, right? That sounds draconian to me. God damn. Yeah. I mean, I have a whole, what I love about my Wikipedia page, I mean, Wikipedia entries, there aren't many, mm -hmm. um, but they've, they've been built, they've been developed over the years. It started, I think in 2015. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cause I went to go mm -hmm. look for it. That's awesome. Um, but it's not a lot of stuff, and it's not that great. It's just okay. But I'm interested in the process, and I got involved through a Wikipedia-thon that was mm. held at the Schomburg Center, and it, they're held all around mm. the city. And I actually did a little research, not research, I was just looking on the internet and seeing that they're continuing to help people learn how to build pages and do Wikipedia-thons even online, which might be, you know, which I think is interesting because you're in a room. For example, the, the Wikipedia-thon at the Schomburg, they were looking to augment and build pages around Black artists. Because they mm -hmm. felt like there was a lack of the lack of that information mm -hmm. on Wikipedia. And mm -hmm, it was right. great. So you're all in the same room. You had all these different resources available to you, all these books that were pulled and so forth, and and all the re reference material in the room. So I felt I, I really enjoyed that. I'll probably go back to that. Like that. I like that group kind of sitting with someone and you're building something together, you know, separate things. So I like that. Um, but I noticed that it, it doesn't, um, Wikipedia at times doesn't have stuff on it that People haven't written about or haven't, or the web pages are gone, the links are broken. Mm -hmm. um, these kinds of things get like, I wish I had a really great example to, sh to share with you, but I remember reading someone's once, but it was like, there's just not a lot of stuff for the people that I want to, that I want to talk about or that I want to read more about. There might be just black archivists who worked, who didn't produce a lot and people didn't write about them. So I feel like right now I'm trying to generate that sort of. If there's a graduate student or someone who's interested in writing about Black archival history, I can mm -hmm. point them to resources and say, go check out her, do this oral history, dot, 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 get that mm -hmm. published, and so forth. Because mm -hmm. there is, they call, am I, I might be misremembering this, but it's a neo, not neo, um, a liberal way of doing the Wikipedia. Do you remember that comment in the um, article? What? Liberal, I... No, I'm not. I probably need a few more. Yeah, I'm going to score, but as you, um, as you guys, yeah, consider. I'm. I have it in front of me. I'm going to just like go through it really quickly, but continue. So, um, yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. one, <laughs> yes. talk. We yes. we talk. We talk. Make it. Talk. Make it so. Yes. <laughs> Wisdom. Make it happen. Um, make it happen. Uh. uh I, I I wanted to say in follow up, and and it sounds like I'm sort of contradicting myself, but I actually do end up using Wikipedia a lot for editing, for the work oh, okay. I do at, at Hyperallergy. Mm -hmm. Typically, when we mention an artist's name, we, go to the, we try to link their name to, um, or at least we used to. Um, we're doing a, a little bit less of that these days. But 
Mm-hmm. We will often mention, uh, when we mention an artist, we'll link to their website. But when we mm-hmm. mention an historical figure or uh, someone who doesn't have a website, we often link to a Wikipedia page. And it's a real mm-hmm. easy shorthand to just say, dear reader, you know, I'm, I'm on my way to say something else, but here's the link so you can go look for yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I like that. You know, who who T.W. Adorno was and what he mm-hmm. said that was important. Um, and it's, it's a useful placeholder. Here's the thing I want to say, though. I, I kind of want to move the conversation towards mm-hmm. this idea of having the question of whether it's useful to have access to mm-hmm. a body of knowledge. And I'm thinking, remember that scene from Woody Allen's film where they're on the in the queue to get into the movie theater and mm-hmm. some guy's arguing with them about Noam Chomsky and he's mm-hmm. like uh this guy's um quite full of himself and he's saying well <laughs> Noam Chomsky didn't say that he said this and he meant this and and Woody Allen's character turns to the camera and says and they're, they're still doing that thing uh, talking and I think I want to say who who was with him in that film um was it Manhattan? It couldn't have been Manhattan. It was. Was it Diane Keaton or? I think it was Diane Keaton. I think it was Diane Keaton. That's a pretty solid guess. If there's, <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. the only thing I know. Just cultural right. knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> but so he turns towards the camera and he says, "Don't in, in these instances, don't you wish that you could just like call someone up or, or or reference something to tell this guy like that he's totally full of shit or he's wrong or whatever?" And then he turns back to the conversation and the guy's like still kind of dominating them and poking <laughs> his face and telling them, no, no, you got it wrong. And then I want to say that Noam Chomsky gets on the camera and he actually like tells him, oh. tells the audience himself like uh, what he was thinking or what he meant. Mm-hmm. And it feels like Wikipedia does that. It, 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 it has that, that capacity to allow us to fact check each other in real time. So, mm. and I, I'm, mm. I'm actually surprised that this doesn't happen more or it doesn't happen, frankly, at all, where people are on CNA and they're bloviate, CNN and they're bloviating. I mean, they're just making mm. shit up as they go along, right? Mm. <laughs> Why isn't somebody like, like maybe maybe they're not even on camera. Maybe they're just like off stage. And just I've seen like, that actually. No, I've seen that happen with okay, MSNBC, when? and I've seen I've seen it during the sixth. Uh, the presidential campaign of 2016, people were going, no, they were saying, that's that's not it. We're just, you know, and then they're feeding the anchor who's talking mm-hmm. and yeah. saying, this is, you know, I've seen that happen a few times. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does. I've, I've never. It may not be on camera, but I, right, I, it's not on I camera. think Stephen's right. Mm-hmm. I do, yeah, there is, there is someone that will be, although I think I have seen uh, what Stephen is describing. Um, I, I do get Seth's point, though. I don't know that being factually correct is always what people want. I think a lot of times they want the romance. Well, I I was going to say what they want is they're citing the research. They're citing the, the information. I mean, this gets a little bit more complicated in your Noam Chomsky example, because you're trying, you know, you're sort of trying to accurately or say what a person said. Mm -hmm. But in my experience of when people tend to do that, it's because they believe a particular thing and it's essentially a basic appeal to authority 
to assist whatever their underlying belief is. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, this happens. Uh, I know we talked about this a lot uh, in the last few months, but you know, it is is particularly. But let me do it in a more meta way. It's particularly prevalent in the COVID nineteen stuff. Mm-hmm. So you will well, this this. I mean, you will get people all over social media um, mm-hmm. in the news citing. You know, this piece of research says this. This piece of research says this. Right. But it's really not about what that piece of research says. It's about their feeling on this issue. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And they are reaching for the ready-at-hand research that reinforces what they feel. That's cl- the ready-at-hand. Absolutely. That's, and mm-hmm. and and this is true. I, I'm not saying only one side does this. This is what yeah, both yeah. sides do. No, one another. There's, there's, right? there's, more really, than, there's more than two sides, but yes, yes, all sides. Yeah, yes. There, there, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank well, you. I, I meant more. I meant more in the uh, you know it's uh, we're overreacting. We're not overreacting. Oh, sides. Right, right. So um, I mean, or, we're we're overreacting. We're underreacting is probably more what the two sides are. Mm-hmm. So um, in on that issue, mm-hmm. I apologize. So the one. Uh, example, I think a good example of that this morning, I was listening to a CNN article where, I don't know if you noticed, but they're in Las Vegas. They've opened up a former parking garage mm. as a medical facility. Okay. Mm. I did see a headline about, right. about that. And so the doctor who, when they were setting it up, he um, tweeted out a picture. Mm-hmm. And this was before they got one cent- one patient because he was like ethically, I don't want to take pictures of people while they're sick and all this other stuff. And so he sent mm. it out to show that they have all this, they have a need, they have an issue around capacity, of course. Mm-hmm. And so some, um, some Republican, uh, person tweeted out that this is fake. And then Donald Trump tweets it out and says it's fake mm. and oh, election fraud. And then so in the CNN article, they're talking directly with the doctor who was very de- develop- direct and said, this is what happened. And I was very disappointed and, you know, disgusted that this was spun this way. Mm-hmm. So that whole ready at hand thing, you see what's happening here? That underlying mm-hmm. thing, it's the emotion of it versus the actuality of this happening, you know, mm-hmm. vers- you know, and that, you know, that several patients have already died, you know, in that mm-hmm. facility. And so mm-hmm. it feels... Wanting to prove your point versus the actual thing that's happening, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to the thing that you're describing to learn more. You really, really do. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but, yeah, but I feel, Stephen, that it, we're precisely in that moment in history, at least in the US, where we feel that we don't. We feel that we don't oh, yeah. owe anything to anyone oh, yeah. except ourselves. So yeah. people will, people, you know, Sidney Powell will, with all vim and vigor, Oh yeah, full of <laughs> full of spit and vinegar. Go before a public audience and say this election was stolen, and and I have proof, and I'm gonna pr- and I'm gonna file these lawsuits, and then you know she can't even spell district correctly. But she, is, <laughs> but she will, with with complete confidence, make uh, make these allegations publicly, mm-hmm. and then sort of half-assedly follow them up with legal action. I mean, yeah. I just I feel like oftentimes I'm just I'm just the I think the word I want to use is just flabbergasted. I'm just like I'm just flat out flummoxed by the degree to which mm. people don't think they need to make rational, logical arguments or back them up with evidence. I'm 
curious about whether or not it, that's so, but, an issue of access right now, or that we just, it, it, or actually, no, it wasn't access. It was that we know more about people because we have more media. Has this always been an issue that people thought about whatever they thought about and made those assertions, and now we have the platforms to put them out? I think that's part of it. I think Travis will probably have a lot to say about this, but because I know mm-hmm. we've talked about this before, but I think part of it too is that there's been it's, it's precisely that thing that happens on Wikipedia where what where what Travis says happens, which is that citations are flattened out. So everyone, mm-hmm. your aunt Megan, is of a is is on the same essential essentially the same knowledge plane, the same tier as Noam mm-hmm. Chomsky. Okay. And and that's a problem, I think. I think that the mm-hmm. the um the sort of breakdown of hierarchies of knowledge, which mm. is exemplified really well in the Wikipedia Commons, right? It's a commons. Mm-hmm. It's a place where mm-hmm. everybody can co- can go go to and develop entries and question them and find that knowledge. Mm-hmm. But everything is but but the the knowledge is in that way we've been talking about flattened. That's a problem because then it, it I I think what has happened and I and I and I have I should read a, a, I should read someone who knows a lot more about this than I do. But I think what has happened is and it's been gradual. But there's just been this erosion of the conviction that people who spend a long time studying something actually have more to say that's valuable to us than the person on the street. The person who's like, mm. no, 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 I know, I know what they're doing. They're trying to fool, you know, sit, this is, this is, this is the, 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 the sort of tea party, um, white supremacist, um, train wreck. And, and to be fair, like, this happens on the left too. Like, the, yeah, thank no, you. People, was, people will say, <laughs> and no, all no, no, in no, between. No. Yeah, yep. yeah, for sure. And people will mm-hmm. say, oh, no, no, no. I know what's happening. No, no, no. Oh, oh, I, when I was living in the Bronx in the 90s, when they had just instituted the Metro card, you know, mm-hmm. the, the thin plastic Metro card that you could load up with money and, 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 and reuse and you, instead of tokens. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting one and there was a woman who was dressed as if she worked for the MTA. And I don't know what she what she was she she may have been a token booth clerk, but but she wasn't in the booth at the time. I remember getting my Metro card and and it was I think it was the, maybe the first or second time I'd used it. And and I moved towards the machine to swipe myself in, and I heard her say, "Ooh, no, I'm not I'm not getting that Metro card. That's um that's the that's the New World Order card." That's that's how they that's mm-hmm. how they get, get, keep track of you, and I'm and, like, and she wasn't the, joking. I know, I know, no. I mean, she said it in all seriousness. It, that, but the mainstreaming of kooky ideas, with the uh, with uh, which are undergirded mm. by this ish, by this i by this f- conviction that other people are trying to pull the wool over your eyes, and you have to read these apocryphal or weird or non-canonized texts in order to know the quote-unquote truth, is just, it's just driving so, our, our culture to drink. Uh, yeah. More. A, a lot of our, a lot of, yeah. <laughs> a lot of our examples, are, our ready-at-hand examples, are how conservatives and Republicans and are off the knowledge train. Right and mm. and and the 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 lack of appeal to 
vetted knowledge, fact, whatever we want to, whatever euphemism we want to use for something that what we say corresponds to what's actually happening in the world. Because mm. that's what we mean by knowledge, right? We say it and it corresponds to something out there. Otherwise, it's a feeling. Feelings are all internal. Right. When you say you know something, it means that what is coming out of your mouth or coming out of your pen or your keyboard mm -hmm. corresponds approximately to something that is actually taking place outside of your head. Right. And so Good. It, we, we are, our country is sick with that, not yes. just Republicans. Agreed. We Agreed. too oh, no. No, are no, no, no. Absolutely, absolutely sick. And, and so I, I, I want to throw an example in because all of our examples are, you know, Tea Party, Trump, etc. Mm -hmm. On the issue of policing and racism, no one listens to criminologists. Everyone listens to uh, cultural critics True. and man on the street True. and, um, you know, community workers. True. There are people, there are sociologists and criminologists who study crime, whose entire job, entire career. It, where are these people on CNN? Where are these people on MSNBC? True. These people are not in our debates. And the things that they have to say do not comport to what we believe. Now, True. maybe you want to challenge those people. Mm. I think that's fine. No one should be above challenging. Agreed. No one. No one. Absolutely mm. no one. Mm -mm. But at the same time, the very experts that do have something to say that complicate our version of the world, our very simplified black and white version of the world, which is what it has become. We have a very Manichaean view of reality right now. Yeah. Left mm. and right, yeah. absolutely, both guilty, both should be tried for this. Mm -hmm. And knowledge, you know, the, the, to, you know, it corresponds to the world, you know, Plato's sort of famous formulation, you know, true justified, ju true justified belief, right? So, I mean, plenty of philosophers have teased at this and pulled this apart. And, and there's some, there's a pretty famous essay that, that attacks it that I can't remember the guy's name. It starts with a G, but it, 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 it was a, a philosophical essay in the 60s. But, you know, so knowledge, it, it should be true, it has to be justified, and you have to believe it for it to be knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. You have to believe for those things. to be Like, we are falling down on, I mean, part of the reason why I found the, the essay you sent around provocative, Stephen, and why, mm -hmm. I, you know, why I think we all agreed to talk about it, um, and we all have something to say about it, is we have fallen down quite badly when it comes to knowing things in this country, it has a deep history, right? I mean, it's, it's right there at the founding, you know, all men are created equal and we have slaves, except, you know, that, that those two things didn't enter into the soaring rhetoric of the, uh, of the early, the founding fathers, right? I mean, th th this is a lie, right? This is a disjunction right at the core of what it is to be an American right there at the base. And that sickness waxes and wanes, mm. depending on where sort of where we are in history. We mm. get better at it, we get worse at it, mm. you know. And it's not just around race, but it is definitely around self-conception in this country. For sure. Today's conversation was part one of two. Uh, as we often do, we split our ongoing conversation into two parts. Uh, we hope you'll join us next week for part two. And as always, thanks very much for listening. 